everybody. It's Katiri. Hello, everybody. It's Owen. And welcome to Tarot Talk by the Soothsayers Tea. Today, we are going to be discussing the Empress. Ooh. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for this card. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we might get a little bit controversial. Even. Maybe a little bit. So the mm. Divine Feminine, some keywords, is sensuality, fertility, nurturing, creativity, beauty, mom. This is the mom card. S- sexiness sexiness yeah fertility <laughs> fertility means exactly what you think it is it yeah. means it's being fertiled 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 is that the word the kids are using these days i hope so if not i just God. started a trend so or you wouldn't find the empress a mormon university <laughs> soaking is not is not the empress <laughs> So history-wise, there's not a terrible amount of history when it comes on the Empress. I think it's kind of straightforward. I think that um, the card is to kind of really dedicate itself to the Divine Feminine, whichever that means to you. Um, It's just, it's kind of like the creator. It's, uh, if we want to discuss like traditional gender roles, it's it's a woman. We are going to talk about the divine feminine the divine masculine and divine gender Mm -hmm. in our feature episode this week so be sure to check that out actually not this not this week it's gonna be a few weeks we're saving that for the lovers yeah oh my god yeah we are we are never mind i'm silly it's okay keep that in mind though it's gonna happen in a few weeks (laughs) it's gonna happen um but we do want to set the expectation when it comes to the empress and the emperor um, even in decks where they rename them, they're still going to dedicate themselves to that gender binary um, that you don't have to subscribe to. But to a certain yeah. extent, you have to also acknowledge that this is a valid representation of. Mm-hmm. Like as a as a non-binary person, as a non-binary person myself, um, I can recognize the importance of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And I can see these traits and qualities within myself without necessarily subscribing to the human concept of gender. Yeah, exactly. I think that um, if we want to go into a few little parallels there, like with the fool who's completely genderless and then the lovers that has every gender mashed together, um, there is a place for everybody within tarot. I just want to set the expectation because I know there can be somewhat, I don't want to say controversy, but I think sometimes people can kind of stick their Turfs. Turfs. Yeah. You don't want to get turfy about it, but you also don't want to stick your nose up at the, the divine masculine and feminine is like barbaric Um, i think that it's a lot more nuanced than that um so the empress is going to represent that and when we say representing the divine feminine we do not mean in the case of actual human gender roles or human gender it's its own kind of thing altogether yeah i want to set that expectation now and i want you to keep this in mind throughout this episode and throughout all future episodes divine gender and human gender are completely different concepts they relate to each other but they are not the same thing yeah they're two very different things and i think that we're going to definitely go deeper in future episodes and we're going to have some resources for people because uh, we are very much so an exclusive podcast um we are pro declaration of deeds the whole shebang so Having the discussions, I don't want anybody to feel like they're being left out because I don't... An inclusive podcast? Inclusive. <laughs> Not exclusive. I want that made clear right now. Did I say now. exclusive? Holy back. Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, no. No, we are an exclusive uh, podcast because you know what? Like, f- focus and f- racist and f- sexist. So, 
I'm a clue in that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, going back into this, because we want to make sure that we are staying on topic here. The mom card. The mom Mommy. Card. Mom. I find that the Empress and the Emperor are probably the easier cards to read in the Major Arcana because everybody recognizes um, kind of how humans um, interpret gender roles. And this is very much so mm-hmm. that nurturing feminine side. The one thing that... Yeah, I- and most people have in their life either like a motherly influence or a fatherly influence even people whose parents aren't don't necessarily subscribe to typical sort of nuclear family archetypes yeah Uh, outside influences can also be these influences like teachers older siblings older people in your life it doesn't necessarily have to be a mother and a father specifically yeah exactly um it's generally just kind of like that type of energy um a good kind of like thing that's popping right up my mom friend yeah it's like i'm kind of thinking almost in a way like i'm going back to even like drag race where there's always like that one contestant that's like the dead mother right (laughs) that's always taking care of all the other contestants like that's the empress right there um Mm -hmm. and the one thing that when coming to some parallels because this is coming hot off the heels of the high priestess which is almost a sexuality that's forbidden um, the sexuality of the empress is very abundant. It's very, um, it's very beautiful, almost in a way. I think the one thing is that people almost want to kind of neuter sexuality of mothers, um, especially in popular media. And I don't think that's fair because there is a very strong level of sexuality when it comes to this card. Yeah, absolutely. Um and then there's it's it's all okay i will say this now and i will say it before and i have i will say it a hundred more times it's about finding balance yes yes sexuality is a huge important it's a hugely important factor of motherhood and the divine feminine but not every femme goddess is a sex goddess yeah and i want that written down in stone absolutely right <laughs> and this is actually going to be the feature episode is talking about like on the uprise of um goddess worship um that's going to be coming out this friday that's the theme that we're going to be discussing owen um so it's not mutually exclusive but it definitely can be and that's the one thing that people need to understand but when it comes to the empress it's definitely not mutually exclusive this is aphrodite in a card she is yeah. a, a plowed feel ready to be seated. <laughs> I, I think I, a very hilarious way to have said that would have been a fertile field ready to be plowed. I mean, like that would make it more like, depending on how you want to approach this, I think the other way makes sense too. But um, it is a card of fertility right um often the figure is depicted as um pregnant or 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 with a small child and Mm -hmm. there is a level of um again nurturing there and if we want to even step aside again human gender roles um think of mama cats like when mama cats have kittens oh oh my god they're they're precious right Mm -hmm. they are naturally the most loving of mothers and you can see that kind of care and nurturing when it comes. Yeah, it's sort of like um, primal motherhood, I think would be a good way to describe it. Yeah, 
it's very, very primal. And you don't have to be interested in brotherhood to be able to take inspiration from this card because it really does kind of pull into creation in general, whether it be mm -hmm. physically creation of life um, or art or romance. It's just basically creation and the power of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good way to describe it. Yeah. It's all about creation. And I think that can sort of also factor into a little bit about um the divine masculine being more about destruction. Yeah. Um, but that's another episode. <laughs> uh, and again, yeah, we can discuss that very, very shortly that you guys will listen to next week. But um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a card of creation. It's almost like the concept of if you like to, if you're like plant husbandry, if you are a herbologist and you like to plant um, like plants, if you like to take a seed, congratulations, you're kind of really representing the empress there because it's the concept of planting a seed and nurturing that sapling into something that will grow into basil that you can eat. It's really that creation energy overall. Yeah. And if you have black thumbs that are completely murderous and you cannot even save a cactus, um, that would be very divine masculine of you. <laughs> it would be. Absolutely. And um, I think that I take a lot of inspiration from this card because I've always been a little opposed to it because I don't have children in my life yet, question mark. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to. Um, so I've always had a difficult time connecting to this card until I actually separated the concepts away from it that it doesn't mean, you know, getting knocked up. Yeah. It doesn't. It, As someone who can't, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> At least to me. It can to you, if that's how you interpret it, because there that element is definitely there, but it's not the end all be all. Yeah. And I think it's just, it, it's just, it's the concept of, I don't want to say womb, because that's not the right way to want to approach it, because we don't want to get turfy, but it's, it's mm -hmm. creating something. It's creating something in a cradle. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that whether it comes into art, or something of the sort. Again, history of the card can be a little difficult because there's not a lot of history here except for your mom. Mommy. <laughs> your mom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we want to go a little bit into, again, we kind of had this little bit of a trend of discussing the, again, the consciousness, the subconsciousness, and the superconsciousness. So this is very much so within consciousness because we all know what a mom is, right? Mm -hmm. um, with the subconscious, it, it's parallel lands with the wheel of fortune, um, which is basically kind of fate. It's a wheel where things kind of are constantly turning and much kind of like the moon. It's just like, it's almost like that cylindrical nature of, um, I want to say womanhood per se, because it's always like the creation of life, the giving of life, the birthing of life, the nurturing of life, and then starting over. Yeah. And once again, doubly clarifying, you don't need to be a woman to do this. You don't need no. to be a woman to create life. You don't need to have a womb no. to create life. And you definitely do not need any of these things to be nurturing. No. That is not a requirement. And anyone who tells you that it is, that is, that's, that's turf behavior. Yeah. That's a little bit of a red flag. In, a little a bit. One. It's a, the biggest red flag. Yeah. yeah. I don't want. Yeah. I... <coughs> Lisa Lister. <coughs> <coughs> oh, wow. <laughs> chicken bones in the throat um and that comes into it's just like i don't think anybody because of this it ends on almost kind of demonizing womb magic because i don't think that it should have to be because i don't think you need to have to have a womb to be able to do womb magic 
Absolutely. It's very misleadingly named. Yeah, I'm mean, like, you know what? Pull out your spiritual womb. Work with it. Like, or if, Your spirit your womb. Spirit womb. The, astral the astral womb. The astral womb. But the thing is, is like, you don't even have to do any type of womb magic if you don't want to. Um, or even if you do want to, you don't have to identify or even be a woman or anything of the sort to be able to, to use it. Yeah. And you honestly, this, you don't need to inter... In, okay, in all magic for the most part you are going to have to interact with some form of divine gender but in your personal practice you do not need to perform any kind of gender-based spell work i guess if it makes you uncomfortable because of your own human gender that's it's up to you it really is it's pick and choose um i personally i um this one's kind of weird and kind of funny because i am non-binary um but I incorporate a lot of the divine gender in my practice. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with a, I've spoken to a lot of other non-binary and trans people and I find that it's either very much one or the other. It's just a really funny like anecdotal uh, comparison I've noticed. Either if you are like struggling with your own gender as a human, it can either be very, very helpful to work with um, divine masculine, divine feminine and divine the divine binary, yeah. if that's how you want to talk about it. Um, or it can be the exact opposite and you personally just need to figure out what's best for you and that does not mean that I'm telling you to take the empress and the emperor of the deck because you don't want to work with the divine masculine feminine I'm sorry but that is actually not an option yeah and it comes into <laughs> is that I don't think anybody regardless of their gender identity um, should have to avoid these things either I don't think that like if you are deciding to work with a divine gender in any way Mm -hmm. shape or form it should not necessarily affect your gender identity in any way shape or form and this comes into almost like toxic femininity and toxic masculinity you'll see men out there that won't touch anything feminine and it comes into i'm going to frankly say it if you are not within the gender binary but you won't touch anything within the gender binary that can be a level of toxicity as well. You're allowed to um, explore these things and be comfortable with these things. You don't have to be uncomfortable because you feel like you have to do a certain thing to be more valid, if that makes any sense. You can do whatever the hell you want is what I'm trying to tell people. Just whatever comes to any type of your gender identity at all, just don't be toxic about it. Yeah. And that comes into, let's go back to what we're discussing, the real fortune, which is the concept of cycles, right? Because we're not talking about the cycles. It's just like, "Mm, a womb and "Mm, periods. It doesn't mean that way. It just means cycles where things can, when things grow, things have to die, right? And that is the divine feminine in its kind of, its concept there is that it's cycles. It's coming and it's going. And that's why a lot of people kind of, I say a lot of people, but a lot of men specifically are afraid of the divine feminine because it does have death along with the life. Yeah. It's very all-encompassing when it comes to the cycle of life and death. It's not... Um, I don't know how, how to put this. It's not just about life, if that makes sense. It's There is there is sadness in this too, and it can mean um, certain things that aren't great. Yeah. But you go i don't want to continue i don't know where I'm going <laughs> no no it's fair whole... i think it comes into it's just that yeah. um the empress and it's very much of the earth it's very deeply rooted into earth and the earth again can 
grow the most beautiful trees, but it also has the deepest rot. It's going to have this cycle to it, and you shouldn't be afraid of that. Cycles are not a bad thing. Um, The next parallel when it comes to it is the star, which is, again, that infinite hope. And that infinite, again, a kind of a this divine inspiration when it's coming from the star. Anything to do with newness and nurturing and creation, it's always going to be an inspiration of some sort. I really do love the Empress because I think that everything that's almost beautiful about willpower and kind of the creation of willpower is kind of dedicated within the Empress itself. Yeah. I personally also love the Empress. Um, despite being born Amab and currently being somewhere else on that spectrum, I actually lean very heavily towards the Empress and the Divine Feminine more so than the Divine Masculine. Um, and that's something that I have worked through, I guess, a little bit. Like all of the... When I think about it, and I don't think about it that often, because if I do, then I'm going to have to think about it. But... um. All of this sort of like spiritual energy that I work with and all the deities are all encompassing the divine feminine. No, I actually do not work with a singular, singular like masculine. You can't see the air quotes. I don't know why I salute <laughs> them. Deity um, or spirit, like ancestral spirit at all. And I actually find that really funny. But I also feel like that is due to the fact that like throughout history in my family, um all of the women in my family have been the sort of like, I guess, matriarchs, obviously, if they're the women in the family, but they've been the sort of spiritual matriarch as well. And they've been sort of in control spiritually. Um, Whereas the men and like their husbands and their sons, not so much. The only reason that I, and this is a little bit of a funny personal detail, the only reason that I am being basically like taught the way I am is because, um, I'm an only child with no sisters <laughs> yes, <laughs> and also because, default. <laughs> yeah. And, um, even my mother, um, only has a brother, like one brother and, uh, she isn't as interested as I am. And so my grandmother was just like, okay, guess I have to settle. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's where we are today. <laughs> well, there you go. Right. And I think that, um, again, I don't want to, give the impression that women are naturally better at magic because that's not the case Mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form. I think that people who are comfortable with a divine feminine can tap into a deeper power, but that doesn't necessarily mean like, Oh, the people with vaginas and vaginas only we're talking like, if you feel connected with the divine feminine, you're actually going to find a level of magic that is different not necessarily more powerful but it's going to be more different than the magic that you see with the emperor which i consider more almost like a ceremonial style of magic very power hungry which is honestly it's fantastic i love it again the empress is very much so of the earth well the emperor and that's that parallel there that emperor is very much so it's heady it's very cerebral is the oh my god heady never ever say that word in my presence oh my gosh. ever again <laughs> heady i don't even know if i want to know i don't i don't either but it just sounds so vile <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so um the emperor is heady it's very heady 
just like just it's all part of the skull so when it comes to our experiences when it comes up in our readings how does it appear for you for me i sort of see okay well in my experience i see sometimes people conflate the high priestess and the emperor a lot and i want to you said the emperor well yeah did i oh yeah oh my god that's quite funny (laughs) Um, yeah, the high, pri- <laughs> the high priestess and the empress a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are elements and stuff there. I see a lot of the magic elements of the high priestess within the empress. But I also see very much her as a mother. I see it as a very nurturing figure. If it comes up in a reading, I'm like, okay, well, you've either got this strong sort of motherly figure in your life who's going to help you get through this situation or you are this sort of energy and this divine feminine and this motherly energy and you're going to help yourself get through this or you're going to help those around you i see it very much as a sort of a, a feeder no what's the opposite of a feeder someone who gives a lot yeah it's very so uh, the emperor yeah it's someone who's very um gra- no oh my god words Gratuitous. words are hard they're very generous yeah. yes generous they're very a very generous person a very loving person i can also there are negative aspects too it does come up sometimes as a quite overbearing figure mm-hmm. if it depending on the other cards in the reading and depending on the question itself it can sometimes mean a little bit too much mothering if that makes sense a bit of helicopter parenting as a good a sort of uh comparison not necessarily actual parenting but the same sort of vibe as someone who's like a helicopter parent and it's like okay relax you massive control freak take a deep breath okay and if we want to kind of go on we can actually use that kind of stamp off like the parallels there is that the high priestess is very cold and she has her secrets Mm -hmm. right um that's the mysterious side of femininity where it comes to the empress everything's laid bare she's very sunny what you see is what you mm-hmm. get with her. There's no secrets there. But again, as you said, it can be definitely overbearing. And we'll discuss the parallels between the emperor and the magician in the next episode of Tarot Talk. But when if you're getting confused between the high priestess and the empress, is that the high priestess is very much so that cold version of femininity. It's almost like if there's any sex associated with the high priestess it's for her own gain it's almost to manipulate mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing because it's, let's let's be real it's fun but when it comes to <laughs> let's be real we've all been we've there. all done that <laughs> right while it comes to it's like almost like the um again the madonna horror complex right where the um empress is very much so the madonna right there's a lot of respect put on her because she is that mother she is that very full of life very controlling type of energy um and again it can turn out badly when it comes up for me it's usually going to be one of two things it's either going to be a helicopter type situation where um not in the way that the emperor is like controlling for the sake of power the empress is controlling for the sake of being overly concerned (laughs) you did it too you said the emperor. Whoops, the empress. I'm sorry, but the empress is okay. very much so. Like again, that card that is very either it's either highly controlled or highly nurturing, and um, there's positives and there's negatives to this card, right? Because you can overwater a cactus. 
<laughs> I did that recently. Oh, well, no, technically I underwatered the cactus. What happened was my friend um moved out of the country and she gifted me her cactus, but I was not in the country. And so my other friend had it while I was gone. And when I got it from her, it was like jelly, like the cactus wobbles <laughs> and one of the nights I was like there was there wasn't much I could do to save it and so I just sort of left it sitting in the very small amount of sunlight that I get in my apartment and um one of the nights it started gushing and I was like vi- I, I it was I was disgusted I like I heard like a pop like not like a popping noise but like a whoosh <laughs> and I was like my did my cactus just give birth <laughs> what the fuck is this oh my god that's um that's terrible and the best way it's just like rest in peace poor cactus <laughs> so anyway pop culture connections um pretty much like any Ooh. mom ever Mm-hmm. any mother including uh sometimes the bad ones like mother gothel from tangled yes. uh that would be sort of the negative side where i was talking earlier about being overbearing controlling sort of i don't want to say evil but kind of evil <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least to you because again mothers even in their best of days they can kind of get it'll be like i raised you so i own you right i took you into this world and so <laughs> i can take you, you out of it. yeah exactly <laughs> um, and that just comes into their sometimes really messed up concept of care right um so there's definitely consider that when it comes to your readings is that it's not always mm-hmm. magic and wonderfulness. It's sometimes it's overbearingness and mother Gothel is a really good um, example of that. Now, with that being said, I don't want to over push the concept of that. She's just everybody's mommy because um, lady Jessica from Dune is a really good example of that of being that queenly type figure as well. Um, very nurturing, but also not hysterical. If that makes any sense. Uh, I'm not sure if you watch Dune, which you probably should watch the latest uh, movie. It is fantastic. Um, a lot of... Personally, I have not, and I really want to. It's so good. Um, Lady Jessica is definitely... She takes care of her son. But she doesn't also... Mm-hmm. She, but it's not in a way that is, like, motherly. She's teaching him to grow in this war zone. Mm-hmm. Who's her son? Um, actor? The actor? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. It's the young man, like, the main character of the of the movie is it timothy chalamet i think so oh my god okay because he's the only reason i want to watch the movie okay well you should um but yes so that's his the mother character in the movie Mm. and it's very much so like i don't want anybody to necessarily think that let's be realistic i don't think anybody has well i shouldn't say this maybe i'm like projecting here um everybody's can kind of see their mother as almost like an annoying kind of overbearing figure but we don't want always to um kind of compartmentalize that i think lady jessica is a really good leader and that's a good example but if we want to go into yeah. a little more of a modern one you have a really good take which is actually not really yeah. a mom no <clears throat> oh for anyone who couldn't tell i am in fact still sick but uh my i personally i quite love this and i came up with it very quickly and i'm very proud of it mm-hmm. but aunt may from spider-man and i'm not talking about um the old Aunt May. I'm talking about like Tom Holland's Aunt May, the yes. very sort of like powerful, con- not controlling but in control, yes. sort of sexy as well. A little bit of that uh, sexuality aspect and fertility. Um, 
is there as well. And I feel like Anime really embodies this sort of Empress archetype. Yes. Uh, to be clear, Tom Holland's Anime, not the old <laughs> ones. They, 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 they are a different kind of uh, divine feminine and, in and of themselves. And that's still like an Empress type um, archetype. But again, I think that when it comes to motherhood, people like to, again neuter the concept of sexuality so we want to make sure that we're giving you good examples of uh, almost sexual type um characters because even mother Se- sexual is- mother oedipus would have an absolute seizure listening to this episode <laughs> right um either mother gothel is kind of like a little like she's doing everything for like vanity because she still wants yeah. to be seen as young and beautiful, right? Oh, that was the other thing as well. The Empress very much um, embodies divine beauty mm-hmm. and sort of divine aestheticity. Aestheticism. Yes. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. It's pretty. That is another huge part of the Empress. Yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. Right. But I do really like the concept of Aunt May because it doesn't have to be somebody necessarily who has given birth to be able to really kind of embody this type of archetype it doesn't have to be someone who's given birth it doesn't even have to be someone who's taking care of a child or someone like that that is just sort of the typical sort of stereotypical uh concept of motherhood yeah motherhood does not necessarily mean child (laughs) and honestly like even to a certain extent like I, i can't think of any male characters off the top of my head but there's definitely male characters um, if anybody has any suggestions, like feel free to pop it in the comments or whichever. Mm. But um, there's going to be male characters that very much so um, really connect with this card that are not necessarily feminine. They're just nurturers. Mm. They're just creators. Yeah. I am thinking of one. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And I would sort of see the dad from steven universe um not the best example but there are definitely aspects of the empress there in terms of the very nurturing very not emotional but kind of emotional um that those sort of aspects are definitely there not all of them but you can sort of see where i'm going with this if you want to draw your own pop culture connections and connotations um to help you remember this card because it's not all women yeah exactly and i think that i have not watched steven universe yet um but i'm also thinking like the professor from powerpuff girls who's like crazy yes. girls and but he's very much so like oh my God, worried yes. about the girls and he's constantly like treating them and he's just like he's very much so that nurturing type parent yeah absolutely so i don't want anybody to think that it's just like oh only chicks only chicks allowed it's just like no there's definitely um, again, a good gender, human gender does not factor into the empress. Yeah, and I, it, it's not a yeah. And I think I've mentioned it earlier. Like when I watch Drag Race, you can always tell who the den mothers are in the <laughs> in the room, right? And it, like that, mm-hmm. that's just uh, a great celebration of um, all gender identities in that show. So it just kind of goes into it doesn't necessarily have to be feminine. It just means nurturing. But there is, the thing is, is that if you are subscribing to a very feminine, sorry, very like nurturing and creative type of um, case, that is a divine feminine in its own right. And it's okay to acknowledge that. Yeah. And with that, I think we are done. I think. Do you have anything else to say? Any further comments or questions? No, I think it's good. Honestly, I'm not going to go too far out on an outro. The link's in the description. That's going to send us to 
all of the Sioux Sayers Tea um, social media, including our owns personal social medias, which has access to our websites um, where you can get mm-hmm. personal readings from us. Yep. I have been Owen on Kylock. And this is Kateri. We will see you all on Friday. Goodbye. Bye.